Judges chapter 16. I'm just going to read three verses and let you sit down. Thank you to our music team. What a great job you did this morning. Those of you that saw all the guys up here pray singing, that's because we're trying to be wise and not pass a bunch of mics around. And so they're our special that was singing today. Anybody that's visiting and say, well, they only let men sing here. <laughs> Thank you, Brother Anderson, for working with the team and trying to be conscientious. Uh, I don't want us to ever take for granted how blessed we are. I always feel like if he knows what we appreciate, he can trust us with more. If he thinks, if he thinks that we think we earned this, Brother Coogan, I don't think that he would feel the need to bless us. But if we every day say there's none holy like you and every blessing we have. How many know that every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning? <laughs> then went Samson to Gaza again, or Gaza, however you want to say it. You can be right or wrong, I'll leave it up to you. And saw there a harlot and went in unto her. And it was told... The Gazites saying, Samson is come hither. And they compassed, him in, he, they compassed him in and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city. Seems interesting in and of itself, but they were quiet all night. Saying, in the morning, when it is day, we shall Kill him. Samson lay till midnight and arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them on his shoulders, carried them to the top of a hill that is before Hebron. First Handful of words from the first verse of that chapter is what I'll preach for just a little while today. Then went Samson to Gaza. Lord, we love you. I pray your blessing on us in this house. I pray that you would help me. Give me wisdom. Anoint my mouth that I might be your voice today to these people. I'm not sure completely what you're wanting to do here, but I know that you've got a purpose and a plan. And I pray that you would do your work in the mighty and the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Begin to speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Somebody start praying that right now. Let your word do what it's supposed to in my life. In my life. In my life. I, I, need, you to, mm, I need you to speak. I need you to do that in my life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Then went Samson to Gaza. Then. Do you know by definition, a gate is a barrier that moves? Catch that, please. It's important. It is by definition a barrier that moves. For the Matthews, it seems as though it would be an oxymoron to even tie that together. 
until you put a gate at the front of your property so you can keep those little egg throwers off. And then it makes sense. Because you want it to keep them out, but you also need it to let you out. Let's the right things in, keeps the right things out. They're meant gates, Brother Barkus. They're meant for convenience. That's what they're meant for, convenience. I got involved in a project some 15 years ago, somewhere 15 to 16 years ago. I got involved in a project. I was going to help do work in a playground area, trying to bless a school, Brother Barkus. Great idea to put all this I can't even remember if it was pea gravel. I think it was pea gravel. Had to have so many inches, you know, for the fall. If they fall off the swings or if they fall, they're going to fall. They're going to fall. I pushed the merry-go-round so hard one time when I was just getting started at the church that a kid flew off and broke his arm. True story. I did it. I did it. I wish I hadn't. Should have had more pea gravel. (laughs) He's fine. Everything turned out fine. He can't high-five real good, but everything's fine. He, uh, it's a true story. Charlie. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, it was one of Rachel's students, one of my wife's. Sister Carson. I'm sorry, babe. I'm still dealing with that. One of your kids. She had to fight the parents for me. Uh, so I was putting pea gravel in. You know... You can only do so many wheelbarrows full of pea gravel before it gets pretty frustrating. Couldn't get access to it. Had this one little narrow gate, about like this. You could fit a wheelbarrow through, but I could not get my truck back to there. And I went wheelbarrow after wheelbarrow, and I moved tons of mulch in my day, no problem. But pea gravel's a little more stout. Did about 20 or 25 things full of pea gravel and somebody one of the old timers in the church pulled up and they saw what I was doing big old big old thing of pea gravel and trying to work this and they came up and I'm, I, I can't really forget these words why didn't you just take the gate off come again the gate there's a gate right over there by where you're why don't you just pump And I'm looking, there's no latches. I think I played it off. If I remember right, I did something like, yeah, right. No, there's a, and I don't know if you've ever seen this on a chain link. You can do a gate where it just slides on. There's not, mm -hmm. there's a knob on each side in an eight foot section. And he went over there and he did this. (laughs) He pulled that gate off. Big enough for a, Massive. You could have drove back to semi up to it. And I looked at that. There's about four wheelbarrows left. <laughs> Gates are good when they're used right. They're important when they're used right. Gates are dangerous when they're used wrong. But they don't even matter when they're not used at all. There's a point to everything. 
I got to be honest with you, Samson was bad to the bone. Brother Marshall, Samson was one of those guys. Every IBC guy in here, I'm going to tell you why you're not Samson, because you couldn't handle it. How many of you be honest with me, wave at me? You know I couldn't handle it. Some of y'all lying right now, you better wave at me. You couldn't handle How many of you elders, you know you wouldn't have made it this far, you couldn't have handled it. I could not have handled being able to whip a thousand guys with a jawbone. Because I'd have done it, boy. I, I couldn't handle the ability to have such strength that come from God. When Manoah's wife hears from the angel of the Lord, this woman who has been barren, and the angel of the Lord speaks to her and says, you're going to have a baby boy. But he's going to be a Nazarite, and what affects him is also going to affect you because what the mother produces affects the mother also. That's part of why we have to guard what we're trying to produce in this church because if we want to produce it, it will affect us too. We cannot produce what we refuse to become. Mm. We talk about the Nazarite vow that Samson followed, but we don't often read and talk about the, the action of the mother. But if, if I'm going to produce it, I must become. If I want to produce soul winners, I've got to become a soul winner. In the youth department, if we want to produce intercessors, then we've got to become. If we want to bring people in that have been bound and lost and we want to see them freed and delivered, then we've got to learn how to be free and delivered ourselves. The Bible says that as he was a child and he began to grow in these times back and forth, Brother West, the Bible says it was almost as though sporadic. The Spirit of the Lord would come upon him. Seem like it, it kind of makes the text read as though he would be walking along and all of a sudden. Whoosh. And I don't think he turned into the incredible Hulk. I don't think his shirt started busting. Brother Losh, I don't think that his biceps started bulging. It was obvious it wasn't him. It was the power. And the Spirit of God. And I know you've heard it, but be reminded. It's not that Samson wasn't in good shape. He probably was in good shape. He, maybe he was a little bit ripped. I don't know about that. But he had a superhuman strength that even his enemies knew it was the Spirit of God that came on him. And it would come on him from time to time. But we watch early in the life of Samson. And so often when we talk of him, it's only disparaging. We watch early in the life of Samson that he was a he-man with a she-weakness. Amen. Amen. He was stronger than any man had ever been. Until he saw her. How you doing? Uh-huh. Problem is your ability will take you where your character won't keep you. That's why it doesn't matter how good you sing. Your, your ability to sing or preach or speak or even do finance. Your ability will put you onto platforms that your character won't keep you with. She'll bat her eyes at you. 
Who, me? And if I'd have been Samson, I'd have been a mess as a teenager. I was already a mess. I'd have been picking up stuff over my head. Come on. Don't look at me like, you know you would, men. I'd have been randomly juggling bulls. Is that Sam? Oh, yeah, that's Samson. How do you know it's him? He's the guy holding the building. <laughs> right? Flexing. You guys know where the weight room is? Just... Philistines, man, they hated Samson. There's this tension. As old as the beginning of time, there's always been tension with God's people. Can I ask a real basic question? Why do we think we can ever live our lives without tension? Brother Jordan, it's just never going to happen. If you're going to be a child of God, you're going to have tension. The problem is if we're not careful, we will turn our tension towards our brothers and sisters because it's an enemy that we're more comfortable fighting. All it is is a distraction of our tension. And it keeps us from addressing the real reason we're frustrated. <laughs> the thing they hated about Samson, Samson was ready to fight. And he could whip some Philistines. I don't, I don't know. I don't know at what level of awesome you have to be. You want to write a new song? Here's what I want you to write a song about. Because that Elisha Bone thing was pretty cool. I want to I hear a song about 300 foxes tied together. Yeah. When the families, how'd that happen? I want to know. And if it wasn't enough, he set their tails on fire. How did that work out? Catching fox. What's he doing? Is he tying those foxes? We talk about the Bible like it's so normal. Imagine you walk in your house and one of your kids is tying the dog's tails together. What do you... Have you lost your mind? We walk in and there's still socks on the floor and we say things like that. What's wrong with you? Have you lost your mind? Samson is tying the tails of foxes together. Arr, arr, arr. He slapped, shut up, take it. And then he lights them. Peter would have a field day. Lights them on fire and then does what? You remember right? What's he do? You ever do a sack race with somebody? Remember this? Or you ever have that, your ankle tied together with someone and you have to do one of those races? How do foxes run tied together? I bet they ran like they's on fire. <laughs> Boy, they was burning it up. Start burning up the crops. He's a judge, but man, he was wild. And I got to be honest, as a child of God, I wouldn't mind having a judge on my side that could fight like that. 
Well, newsflash, you do have a judge on your side that can fight like that. Imagine that sitting here. And the crazy part of the story for me is that his own people come to him mad that he's confrontational with the Philistines. They come to him and said, I've come to bind you up. Say what? I, I come to bind. You came to bind the fox tile? We've come to bind you. Crazy thing about his restraint is he lets them bind him. Oh. If I had time, I don't have time today, but I would talk about the burden of being bound by your brethren. Because there's no hurt like that kind of hurt. But he's bound up until what? Philistines come on him. They show up. The Bible says he turned those ropes into flax. Here he comes. Imagine being a Philistine when he looks bound and he's, and he's standing there and he thinks, they got him bound and all of a sudden. Which one of them do you think it was that first went? Oh no. And you got to try to play it like a motion picture across your mind. When the only thing he picks up, the Bible says he picks up a jawbone. When you study it, it says it was moist. It was probably the morning time. And there was dew on the jawbone. And he picks it up and turns that thing into a Ginsu weapon. Can you imagine what it must have looked like while he starts wearing thousands of dudes? Why not? What's he got? It's a gun. It's a bazooka. It's the jawbone of a donkey. But when God's on your side, I don't have much. Oh, you got enough. I don't have much in my hand. You got enough in your hand. Yeah, but I can't sing. If he needed you to be able to sing, he'd have put a better singing voice in you. He doesn't need you to be anybody but who he called you to be and what he designed you to be. You don't need to try to live up to the reputation of other people. Come on, Samson, what's in your hand? you got enough in your hand because of what's in your spirit. With the jawbone of a donkey, he became the enemy's war. I'm going to stop and preach this for a minute. You got enough in your hand with the power of God inside of you. There is no enemy too big. There is no trial too great. There is no devastation too long. You got enough. You got enough. I'm going to say it till everybody believes it. You got enough. You got enough. You got enough. Somebody ought to lift your hands and lift your voice and shout, I got enough. He gave you just enough for everybody to know had it not been for the Lord. But he still made Samson fight. His power on you is not an excuse not to fight. If anybody ought to be willing to fight, it ought to be those of us who claim the Spirit of the Lord. If anybody ought to be willing to fight, it ought to be those of us who say, I know He touched me. I know He saved me. I know He filled me. 
If Samson could fight without the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues, then surely 21st century apostolic believers living for God in a world like this, I might not have a jawbone, but I got a little faith and I'm going to pick it up and I am going to fight. I'm going to fight for my city. I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to fight for my education. I'm going to fight for my school. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight. And at the end of the day, there'll be Philistines laying everywhere. And it might not look like I had much, but I had enough. For greater is he that is within me than he that's in the world. Oh, I feel like somebody feels like fighting right now. I, I got enough. I got enough. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. Your family's been overwhelmed, but I'm telling you, you got enough. Your marriage has been overwhelmed. You got enough. Your finances have been overwhelmed. You got enough. With you and God, you got enough. You got enough. It's overwhelming. The enemy is everywhere, but you've got enough. Turn to a few people and tell them, you got enough. You got enough. You got enough. You got enough. Yeah, well, if you knew who I had to live with, you got enough. Yeah. If you knew who I worked with, you got enough. Yeah, but if you knew what I've been through, you got enough. You got enough. Only reason you might not have enough is if you don't have the Holy Ghost yet. And I got good news about that. You can walk to this altar and God can fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. When he does, you'll speak another. And it don't matter what your last name is. And it doesn't matter where you come from. And it doesn't matter what you're going through. With God on your side, you've got enough. Come on, I know you believe what I'm saying. Just tell the Lord, I believe it, I believe it. Where's Sister Pickering? Wave your hand at me. You in here? Where? Got a crazy report this week, didn't you? See you from one place to the next. Had him call me. Had her husband call me. I don't even know what time of night it was. Said, I don't want to bother you. And we begin to thunder and went to prayer. I said, you call me anytime. You heard the report about Mick East last week. Remember that? Wednesday night we talked about that. Between the place he was, Sister Gail, and the ER, his oxygen had went up over 10 numbers. They called the other night because they were overwhelmed at her numbers. But the longer they checked her out at the hospital, the more they said every test came back good. Every test came back fine. Every Yeah, but I feel weak. You got enough. Yeah, but the doctor said I ought to be concerned. You've got enough.
I'm going to tell you why I'm sharing that. Because I told God, if you do it, we'll talk about it. If you'll heal them, we'll brag about it. If you'll bring deliverance, we'll testify about it. I can't preach it good enough. You can't sing it good enough. But if he'll do it, and we'll praise him for it. Everybody repeat after me before you're seated. But he gets the glory. You may be seated because there, there, there it is. Brother Zach, he. That seems to be the great dilemma with old Samson. Before he started getting luggage named after him. He carried some luggage of his own. He uh, seems like there's this great space of time, Brother Barkus, where things get peaceful. It really does. Peaceful. Peace, peace, wonderful. Coming down from the Father. Remember that old song? Sweep over my spirit forever. I pray with fathoms belows of love. Ah, peace, the peace, the peace, the peace of God, the peace of God. But it's like he wasn't content. I don't know how long it was exactly. I, maybe 20. I know he judged 20 years. I, I don't know. I, Brother Kilman, help me later. I, I, don't know what the, I don't know what the order was exactly, but I do know something. I know that then went Samson to Gaza. Then went Samson to Gaza. And the first thing he does is walk into an adulterous woman. Woman of ill repute. He was, listen, listen, listen. He was confident enough to walk in. I don't know. Can't understand this. Gaza was this incredible city. I mean, it was a, it was a stronghold for the Philistines. He had to be somewhere between brazen confidence and slap ignorant. And he walked in. Walked in with a mission because it didn't matter how much peace there had been. He still hated that the Philistines were the oppressors of the people. But before he could ever address a Philistine, he has to go into a harlot. Because you can be on a mission for God, but the enemy knows what trips you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy we were all just shouting about. Right? The guy we're all just talking about. I got enough. You got enough. Spirit of God got enough. Walks in to Gaza. And the very opening of the chapter says, and he went into a harlot. I heard one writer, heard one writer, or Saul read one writer that stretched from a commentary and tried to make Samson in comparison to Joshua and Caleb who went there before Rahab 
I think Samson did fall. I think Samson did, did commit sin. Yes, I do. But you want to know why I look at him different than Joshua and Caleb and not only the text alone? Because we often judge people by what they do time after time again. And it speaks to his failure. Hear me, young people. I'm going to tell you where his, where his, where his failure started to take root. His failure all started by the fact he was disobedient to his parents. It is true. He started with his disobedience. He allowed his eyes to wander into place. If you put your eyes there long enough, eventually the rest of you will catch up. Uh-huh. That's why I tell people, read the Word. Read it till you get it. You spend enough time with You read it long enough, eventually the rest of you will catch up. You ever read the Bible and not understand it? Don't lie. I've read an entire chapter before, had no idea. But I found out that if I read it long enough, eventually my mind will catch up. And if I can get my mind to catch up, it will help get my body in action. But then went Samson to Gaza. And they hear that he's there. How'd they hear that he's there? Well, because people of ill repute hang around places of ill repute. And uh, all of a sudden the word starts spreading. Word starts spreading. Samson's here. I still struggle with this. I struggle with them thinking they would wait till morning. I think they were scared. I do. You ever put something off? We do it later. We'll get them later. We'll get them. Put it off. Put it. We'll do it in the morning. Think they're setting it up. They're gathering. They come around. It's amazing, they come, the Bible says they come to the, to the gates, what they do, the, the gates near the, the walls near the gates, typically, historically, they'd be built wider and there'd be rooms and chambers. And it says that the people of the city, I don't know what the number exactly was, but they came and they begin to lodge there in the walls and the gates right there. And at midnight, Samson got up. Woo. Big bad Samson. I, I've never done this on a Sunday here. I'm going to preach part two tonight. But, but I want to get this far. He got up. Greg, I'm going to tell you what he did. He walked to the gates. <clears throat> how, how much would you have liked to watch this? I'd be there like a little kid with a lollipop watching this. What's he doing? Because I would have thought he was mad. I thought he was scratching his back. That's what I would have thought he was doing at first. You guys ever scratch your back like a bear on the wall? My little girl walked in one time and said, what are you doing? Starts taking it. Gates, crossbeams, and all. <clears throat> How'd they not wake up? You got to make the script. How did they not wake up? I think they did wake up. But who's going to wake up when you know he's up? Let's go. What's on his back? Is he carrying the gate? I'm not getting up. You get up. I'm not getting up. And he carries the gates. Now, different commentaries look at this difference based on the distance to 
Hebron and how long it would take and how far it really was, whether it was a hill facing towards Hebron or Hebron itself, which, uh, you know, would have taken quite a significant time to get to. But I do know most likely it was that hill facing Hebron. And he carried those gates to the top. It was the entrance of the city. And I'm going to tell you this. We applaud it. Go Samson. Right? We put on a foam finger that says Samson's number one. Got his jersey on. Little buttons all made up by Brother Henderson that says Samson's the man. Hashtag you're awesome, Samson. He put the gates on his back. And it's been preached with power. But I've come in conclusion to preach to you what that really was. That was really the representation of Samson's life. That right there. Bad enough to put gates on his back. That was really who Samson was. Samson was the guy who decided he would move the barriers where he wanted them. I'm bad enough to move the barriers where I need them to be. And if you come fight against me... Quit talking about the fact I spent all night with a harlot because I still got the power to pick up the gates. Quit talking about my flaws because I've obviously still got his blessing. Because I can still shake myself. See, when he was a kid, the Bible said that almost sporadically the Spirit of the Lord would come upon him. But somewhere along the way, he learned how to shake himself into a move. And we'll talk about it tonight because the Bible says somewhere along, he, Brother Ross, it said he shook himself as has other times before. Woo! And if we're not careful, we'll think I'll do whatever I want. I'll live however I want. I'll put the gates where I want. I'll do a little dance, sing a little song. I'll shake myself and everything will be fine. And if we're not careful, everybody will say, look how strong they are. They've got the gates on their back. They... And the truth is, Samson, you'd have never needed to move the gates if you hadn't spent the night in sin. But that's what we do. We try to cover up our failures with monumental victories. Man, I feel like helping somebody right here, right now. It's the simple things of just doing right. It's the daily walk of just doing what's right. It's the daily walk of just getting up in the morning and saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And I know I'm going to face temptation today, but I need you to help me. I'm going to tell you what it is. It's knowing you got a problem with the internet, so you put something like covenant eyes or a blocker on there so that your spouse gets the report. And... Oh, I know this isn't fun preaching for a second. It was real fun when I was doing the jawbone thing. I need stuff that'll keep me to where I don't have to try to overcompensate for my failure. Gates are important in our lives, ladies and gentlemen. But we need to be considering what the gates of hell are trying to move and what they're trying to open. As we're talking about the gates of Gaza, we better consider the gates of hell. 
Because if we're not careful, we pick up the gates of hell and we think, well, I'll fight it and I'll move it and I'll stick it and I'll just put it right here. And if we're not careful, what we do is we actually take those gates closer to home. And obviously I'm okay because I was able to do that and he still loved me. I was able to get away with that. I married her even though my parents didn't like it. And I still caught 300 foxes and set them ablaze. And everybody talked about it. I know I lived in sin, but he came on me and I whipped thousands. I whipped them with a jawbone. So obviously everything's okay and we can get fooled into the delusion. I'm going to tell you what gates matter. You better get your eyes towards the eastern one. You better get your eyes looking up towards heaven. You better start thinking. We've got to walk with that in mind. I'm not moving the gates. I'm not picking them up to impress people. I'm not, come, I'm not going to try to be okay with sin and then try to do some radical thing to try to impress the people. I want to please God. I want to please God. I want more than I want to impress people. I want to please God. Somewhere along the way, he became more excited about intimidating Philistines than pleasing God. Stand with me. And they're fighting for a city that's going to get whipped anyway. They're fighting. Philistines are fighting for a city that's going to get destroyed. You know, anybody... Watch any or read any of the news on the fire fires in uh, California. You see any of this this week? There was uh, one group of firefighters that were trying to fight in this remote location. And there was a bull. <laughs> Longhorn bull. This would be amazing. Watch the little clip on it. They were trying to go into work of fire. And there was a big old bull. It's like three foot horns on both sides. Every time the firefighters would try to re You see this whole thing. These firefighters running down the lane. He's chasing them out of the territory. This bull is fighting for territory that's about to be destroyed. <laughs> Sorry, but that's kind of how I feel about hell right now. <laughs> He's fighting. But I kind of feel like we're taking this land either way. We're, 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 taking, we're taking this either way. Like it or not. Like it or not, we're about to take it. I'm going to preach tonight. I'm going to preach the second part of this. And I'm going to preach about Samson and restoration. How many are thankful for the mercy of God? Woo! Mercy. But part of me thinks Samson would have never had to put his shoulder on a pillar if he'd have never put his back on a gate. His greatest victory might not have had to take his own life. Throw your hands towards heaven, would you, right now? I really feel a, a compelling to pray over somebody in this place. If you're here today, you're under the sound of my voice and you've been moving some barriers. You've been, you know it. You don't want anybody to know, but you know it. Mm. Maybe it's, 
Maybe it's somebody you're connected to. Maybe it's something like, but there's gates. There's gates that are getting moved. There's... They were only supposed to be open to let the goodness of God in. But now I've got gates on my shoulders that don't even belong to my city. And they're really the representation of what I've become, what we've become, who we, 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 we try to overcompensate. I've been overcompensating because I can't get the day-to-day right. There was a time of peace, but it's like I couldn't leave it alone. I couldn't. And I wanted to take new ground, but the devil tripped me up right out of it. The enemy knows your weakness. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, he knows. Whether it's your mind, whether it's your emotions, whether it's... Oh. Mm, would you lift your hands? Man, I tell you, I feel a little tug in the Lord. I've come to tell somebody the enemy wants to destroy you, but God has hope for you in this house. He has hope for you in this house. For Samson, it was women. I don't know what it is for you. But with your hands lifted right now, would you begin to tell God, God, search me. God, search my mind and search my heart. Come on, if it's lust, God, I want you to help me. I want you to help me. If it's lying, God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. Come on, maybe it's greed in your... God, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. If I'm not careful, it's going to destroy everything. Come on, maybe it's a contentious spirit. Maybe it's pride or arrogance. Come on, be honest with God right now with hands lifted and a heart open, God. I wonder if there's anybody, I know everyone can't come, but I wonder if there's anybody that would want to come down to the front of this altar and say, God, if there's anything, if there's anything in my heart, if there's anything in my mind, if there's anything, I might not even see it because I'm able to shake myself and so I deny the temptation. I'm able to feel the Spirit of the Lord come on me, so I've tried to convince myself everything's fine, but everything is not fine. God, I need you in my life. I can't do it without you. I need you to speak to me. I need you to speak over me. I need need you to put your anointing on me. I need you to help me, oh God, to make wise choices. I need need you to help correct the wrong thoughts that I have. I need you. You can eat you. I need you. I need you. I need you.